Operator here. Welcome to the Cyberpunk Matrix Podcast, your one-stop shop for everything cyberpunk. In just a second, we're going to connect you to the cyberspace. So hold on to your seatbelt, Dorothy, because Kansas is going bye-bye. All right, let's talk about the state of cyberpunk. And I feel like we really have to talk about this because a lot of cyberpunk content has come and gone and we don't have much else in the horizon, you know? Um, so I want to talk about like, what is some cyberpunk content we've seen in the past? What are some very few cyberpunk content we have to look forward to in 2022? Uh, and what is the current state of cyberpunk as we know it today? Now, uh, I'm going to basically go with the bad first then the good, few as it may be, uh, and then we're going to be talking about the okay. Not the ugly, but the okay. Um, so first things first, let's talk about the bad. Um, there are a lot of concerning things about the state of cyberpunk. Um, we had in November of 2021 um, the release of Cowboy Bebop the live action, and that was very polarizing. I mean, we, uh, Netflix got a lot of the views that they a lot of people watched the first two episodes and then they stopped watching and that's very concerning because that was the indicator that Netf for Netflix that it was not worth the money it spent and because it was a sci-fi flick um, a lot of money was had a big budget a lot of money was put into making it good and um, Netflix felt so quickly that it wasn't worth it that it pulled season two after only three weeks and now usually a series gets at least a month before it's able to give it a try, you know, but they pulled it really quickly. It was very polarizing. I personally liked it a lot. A lot of people didn't like it. Um, I wasn't a huge diehard fan of the anime. I thought it was very, the anime was very good. I thought the anime, I guess, is a little bit better than the live action, but um, the live action was still very good in its own right. Um, it doesn't have, it can't do things, live action can't do things that anime can, you know, so um it was very good in its own right. Um, and I really would have liked a season two. I mean, the visuals were just incredible and it was very fun. But anyways, um, we can count Cowboy Bebop live action as a failure, unfortunately, because Netflix pulled it so quickly. And now let's look at some of the other things that have not done so well in the past. Um, we had Altered Carbon, season one did amazing, even though it was very expensive, one of the most expensive series of the time in Netflix. Then we have season two with Anthony Mackie. What happens? They cut the whole series after season two because it was so lackluster compared to season one. And that I will kind of grant season one was like kind of a film noir style in the same style as the book. And then season two was a mix of books two and three of the Ultra Carbon trilogy, the Takoshi Kalex trilogy. And um, that one was, I mean, book two is like happens on Mars. And then book three is just a, a series of different places that it, where it happens. It's not at all film noir. And the audiences like to film noir, I really think. I mean, like a lot of the cyberpunk yeah. origins, um, the best kind of cyberpunk that we have are always in this film noir style. So they Netflix pulled Arctic Carbon season three. I mean, they just didn't continue it. They pulled uh, Cowboy Bebop uh, season two, which is a shame considering that they had let up Ed. You know, we're going to see Ed. Um, in season two, they, they teased that and then we won't be able to see it. Um, and then we can also look at Matrix Resurrections. I mean, I really liked the movie. 
but I know that it's like you either love it or you hate it. A lot of people really didn't like Matrix Resurrections, which I, again, I think is a, a big shame. And uh, we can also see it did not do so well in the US box open box office and the uh, international box office, especially in China. Um, it really underperformed, unfortunately. And so what does that mean? Warner Brothers is going to take a look at this expensive sci-fi and be like, this is not worth it. So Matrix Resurrections didn't work. Uh, Cowboy Bebop didn't work and Alter Carbon didn't work from a financial standpoint. And therefore, if it doesn't make financial sense, it means it's going to be discontinued. Um, we also already had, you know, the Blade Runner sequel, like, you know, Blade Runner 2049. Um, I don't know of any other movies that are coming up after that. We had the live action um, Ghost in the Shell. That was in 2017. Um we don't really have anything else to look forward to. I mean, there's no Altered Carbon, there's no Blade Runner, there's no Matrix content as of yet. Um, it could be they, that they announce a, a game, who knows, but as of right now, it doesn't look like it. Um, so a question might, we might want to ask me is, what is there to look forward to? Is there any other Cyberpunk content coming up in the horizon? Or are we just done? Was the 2021 the last hurrah for Cyberpunk and we have nothing else to look forward to? I mean, like you can also look at, of course, Cyberpunk 2077, that was supposed to be really great. Came out December 2020. Um, massive disappointment for a lot of people. I, again, I personally really liked it. Um, I feel like a lot of people set their bars really high for all this Cyberpunk content. I liked it a lot. I didn't love it. Um, I just like more first-person shooters that are like, I don't know, more like Halo style personally. Um, and uh, yeah, it was okay. Um uh, it was good. Cyberpunk 27 was good. But, you know, a lot of people had bugs if they played on the console and whatnot. Now they've mostly fixed most of those bugs. And, um, yeah, we're going to get into that later. But, um, you know, so a lot of Cyberpunk content was just is just not doing so well in, in the market. So, so we'll see. Um, now some of the good things. Um, randomly, the one thing that we have to look forward to is if you like card games, Magic the Gathering. I used to play Magic the Gathering when I was a kid. Um, I still do somewhat. Um, there's a platform called Magic the Gathering uh, Arena where you can download the app and play it for free online, which is really cool. Um, and so in February, so next month, they're coming out with a new series called Neon Kamigawa. And so it's the Kamigawa series, which were like feudal Japan ninjas. Um, but they're taking it like 500 years in the future or something like that. And so now all of these uh, Magic of the Gathering cards are going to be cyberpunk inspired. So a lot of cyberpunk art. Um, if you're familiar with Magic of the Gathering, you know that their artists are incredible. Like every single picture is just beautiful. Um, great, great artistry, very intricate, and thousands and thousands and millions of cards, of countless cards. And so I always really like, whenever I look at one of those cards, I look at the the artist and i noticed there's some artists i prefer compared to others it's just some of their cards are really beautiful so i'm really excited to see that new series coming out neon kamigawa from magic the gathering that's in february um also we just found out that coming in march uh we're gonna we're gonna have upload season two so upload is um basically if you take black mirrors episode san junipero and make it into a romantic comedy <laughs> so uh, if you haven't seen it yet, season one is already available on Amazon Prime. And we just found out that season two is coming out in March. So I'm really excited for that. I really liked the first season. Um, I thought it was very creative, very interesting how they put um, uh, online virtual 
afterlife basically and what happens how digital conscious people interact with physical body in person live action live people um so i really recommend checking that one out um and now we have um we're going to talk a bit about things that are just okay um if you're familiar with uh cyberpunk novels uh you know you have the classics like um Neuromancer and Philip K. Dick's books and, uh, uh, you know, William Gibson, uh, you have, um, yeah. So some of those other books, um, but the, there are actually a lot of ins, um, rising aspiring cyberpunk authors and they're in their own little cyberpunk author community of their own. Um, so I really recommend you checking them out. Um, and a lot of those cyberpunk authors, rise to prominence in what's called Cyberpunk Day. So that was started about two years ago. Um, I interviewed some of the founders and people responsible for that uh, on the podcast, if you're interested. People like uh, Matthew Goodwin and um, uh, other people I'm not thinking of at the moment, but um, they're really great. Uh, that community is still really great and thriving and they're helping each other out um, and they're all publishing books. And they're continuing in their series. And so it's great to support them and to join them in their last. So last Cyberpunk Day was, uh, Cyberpunk Day is October 10th of each year. So it's like 10, 10, and then last year was 2021. 20, um, and so I really recommend you check out, I think it was 10, 10, um, Cyberpunk Day every year. And that, that community is so strong. So that, that's not going away. I think it's going to be growing and growing. So I'm excited to see what they have for next year. Um, with uh, readings and live playings of games and um, um, just the community authors chatting with each other. It was really cool to see. Um, now, despite the fact that Cyberpunk 2077 did not do so well at the onset, at the beginning, um, once they brought down the price to $30 instead of 60 and they released it on Steam, well, it was available still on Steam, but on discount, a lot of people started finally buying it because they felt like it's been a year, the price has gone down. I usually buy games after they go down from 60 to 30 or even 20. And so we had a lot of new people entering the market, trying this game, and they really enjoyed it from what I can see. Like the, the reviews went up a lot, which was really cool. Um, we also have um, the anime series that will be dropping on Netflix inspired from Cyberpunk 27 called Edge Runners. And that's supposed to come out, I believe, in 2022 or 2023, but we have not gotten a date confirmed for that yet. So that's still a work in progress. I'll let you know as soon as I found out, find out more. Um, now, a couple other things uh, in the news. We have, you know, Mark um, Zuckerberg coming out with his metaverse, and many people have their own thoughts about that. I think it's kind of silly. Um, but it could be that that is the future, that we're going to do not just video games with virtual reality, but also like social media profiles, chat rooms, and uh, buying things online all through this VR metaverse community. And so that's going to be a big, and we can use crypto to buy stuff there. So that could be coming up, right? So metaverse, Facebook, and Facebook is making cyberpunk content relevant. Um uh, and, you know, even um, The Matrix, they comment on that on their Twitter. Um, and then we also have, for me personally, when I think cyberpunk music, I think synthwave and retrowave. So this kind of like electronic synth keyboards kind of thing. I really love that kind of music. 
there is no one specific kind of cyberpunk music. I mean, you might think Vangelis from um, Blade Runner, the original, um, but if you like synthwave and retrowave, like, you know, this kind of style, this shirt, you know, I mean, the shirt that I'm wearing is kind of orange and red with a car running late in the night, you know, like the movie Drive with Ryan Gosling, again, Ryan Gosling. Um, that community is also very strong. So there is a new retrowave um, publishing group, a record label, basically, and they're still recording songs and putting out putting songs out there. And so they're very active too. So the new retrowave scene, the news with Metaverse, Metaverse and Facebook, we also have the news about you know drones becoming big, VR becoming big, driverless cars with Tesla, you know. Um, so that's all becoming very apropos, very new, very recent, um, very modern in the news. And so also I'm wondering, like, will Steven Spielberg continue Ready Player One with Ready Player Two? Because we got the book already for the um, for the Ready Player Two came out. So he could do a sequel to the live action Ready Player One. We'll see. Um, but yeah, not much to look forward to. Not very promising in terms of the series we've had before. Um, but yeah, like, so I just want to take another moment to talk a bit about the reimagining future, reimagining the future of cyberpunk. Um, I read an article about this online. Um, a lot of people think that cyberpunk is now already. The cyberpunk is right now. It is not a future time. Um, and you can see some of that, right? So you know, a lot of times people might think that cyberpunk is reduced into, to an aesthetic of, um, I don't know, these kind of shirt, black shirts and like neon lights and things like that. But it's more than just that, right? Like, so um, uh, you could look at the cyberpunk clothes that are out there and say, okay, the cyberpunk clothes might reflect a reality where we have to deal with global warming. So we have to be functional and practical and help us deal with a crisis situation coming on us in the event of uh, the world ending, basically, because of global warming. We're seeing a lot of that in the news. Um, but cyberpunk is also a, very much a philosophy, you know? Um, cyberpunk is about not fighting battles outside with wars in Vietnam or whatnot, or, or elsewhere, but um, the combat is rather within the human body and the human mind. Um, we're having a commodification of human workers um, from mega corporations. Uh, we saw this in the pandemic with like essential workers, right? So um, the so workers had to go to work and risk every day getting this very um, spreadable disease because they were considered essential workers by the corporations, whereas others could just stay home, right? Um, that is very cyberpunk. You can also see like what happened in Hong Kong uh, two years ago now um, about people rioting in the streets, fighting an oppressive government, um, using lasers to um, and, and masks on their faces so they're not recognized by the cameras and using lasers to mess with the cameras so they can't be recognized. Um, that is very cyberpunk as now. It's true. Um, so it is very much now, but I think there's going to, continue being more, we're going to see more technology in the future and it's going to continue being this cyberpunk is now later, if you will. Um, but yeah, so that's my roundup basically for the state of cyberpunk. The news feels very cyberpunk. The media, 
like the media pieces we're getting, like the video games and the movies and the series are not doing so well. And we'll see if, if that trend declines or if it continues. Um, authors are still writing books and that's still happening. Um, there hasn't been a very influential novel that I've seen since Altered Carbon in terms of the cyberpunk sphere, but I, I could be wrong. Um, and so, yeah, so that the state of cyberpunk is, I would say overall waning a little, but still very much alive and well. And maybe it's becoming more mainstream in, uh, in the people's minds and, and lives because cyberpunk is becoming more now as each day passes. All right, so those are just my thoughts for the state of cyberpunk. Um, again, this has been the Cyberpunk Matrix um, channel. You're on the Cyberpunk Matrix channel, uh, and this is also going to be in a podcast format, and so the Cyberpunk Matrix podcast. I'm your operator, Alex, and for now, um, just keep it real, over and out. You have just been in the cyberspace with your host, Alex. Welcome back to the desert of the real. If your upload was smooth, leave a five-star review on iTunes and subscribe for more content.